money and relationships, all that doesn't really matter because you can go to some homeless people and you could tell they know what they're worth, even though that they don't have a roof over their head. They're still happy. They still have joy in their eyes. Hey, family, I'm Leon Guidry. Welcome to the Brother Be Well podcast. Our conversations focus on mental health and wellness. Our intent is to provide a safe space for boys and men of color to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. Listen up, y'all. Welcome to Brother Be Well. This is the BBW Youth Chat Series. Today's topic of discussion is finding your worth. I'm your host, Justin Martinez, and with us today are some fantastic guests. We have Brother Be Well clinical advisor, Dr. Michael Houston, and our amazing youth guests, Shamar Knox and Nicholas Crawford. Thank you all for joining us. Gentlemen, how's it going? Doing good. Good to be here. Good to see you, Justin. Good to see the fellas. Glad to see you all. Glad to see you all. Let's jump right in to our topic of finding your worth. I'll point it at Shamar and Nicholas. Why is finding your worth so important? And how do we go about finding our worth in today's day and age? Uh, Probably finding your worth is really important because that's going to tell you where you fit in in life. You can't go and say you can't go and think that you're not going to go to college or you're not going to make it here. To be honest, your worth is whatever you think of it as, because if if you think you're worth nothing, then all you're going to amount to is nothing because you're thinking that. So I think that's part of it. Yeah, I agree. No, go ahead, Nicholas. I apologize. I was just saying that I agree with Shamar about how your worth is what you think it is because it's all about mentality. And if you have the right mentality, you're going to go where you want to go. And I think it's hard for people to find their worth in this day and age because there's just a lot of stuff going on. Like it's, is uncertain. A lot of things are uncertain, so it's hard for people to find a path. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, Dr. Michael Houston. You know, I was going to say, I think that finding your worth is, you know, I agree with what the fellas are saying. Um, I think that finding your worth, too, is, is really determined upon what you're going to invest in yourself. If you're going to invest by going to college, you're going to invest your time, sweat, energy, finances, all of that. Then you're also determining your 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 worth as well. So, um, you know, it can go down to relationships as well in regards to what are you going to give in that relationship? What are you going to uh, take or what are you not going to take in that relationship, too? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then when it comes back to it, to the investing piece of it, it's about how are you going to finish the race? Are you going to finish it with when things are difficult and doubt starts to settle in and uh, barriers start to come against you because they will? But if you continue just to finish the race, then 
your worth is going to just be exponentially even the more so. So you're trying to outbeat not anybody else, but you're trying to outbeat your old mindset and adapt to new mindsets and start to discover how much more that is within you so that you can even reach greater heights. Right, right. And I feel like uh, maybe even for myself too, like finding my worth is defining those core values and beliefs that I choose to operate in. You know, my worth isn't measured by the things that I have, the nice clothes or the uh, nice car that I drive or how much money I make. But my internal worth is defined on how I act as a man, what actions I choose to take every day. Uh, Like Shamar said, you know, choosing to go to college, that's a good choice to develop yourself into an educated person, an educated man. And that action is good for everyone around you. And that worth begins to develop itself more and more and more. The more you learn, the more you grow, the more you uh, share that with the world around you as well. So choosing to take those actions and developing beneficial habits for yourself is where the worth lies, is where the worth is developed. And I really uh, like all the points that you guys are talking about um, as well. What else can we add to uh, worth? What is worth? What is worth? I think you made a really good point about people defining their worth based on material possessions. And there's kind of like a culture today, you know, that you see with like hip hop and stuff that, you know, fast cars and having lots of money and all this is idolized. And obviously that's, you know, embedded in the youth and that type of worth doesn't last. Like it's hard to explain, but it's detrimental to like how we operate if you're focusing on material things rather than inner worth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. To your, go ahead, Shamar. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I agree with that. Cause you do, you see all these rappers and they're buying Rolexes, Lambos, things like that, that that's materialistic things. You're not, that's not going to last you your whole life. And if you don't, if you're not grateful for that stuff and you think, well, this is what I'm worth. I deserve this stuff. Sooner or later, it's going to get taken away from you because what's your worth is depending on yourself, not on materialistic things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, you know, those, those tangible things that, that we tend to uh, measure ourselves or value ourselves on. What if I told you uh, I make $100,000 a year and that's all that I'm worth to the world? You know, I wouldn't be worthy of myself if I said that's all that I'm worth. The mo- however much money I make is what I'm worth to the world because I know I'm worth way more. But that takes a lot of digging. It takes a lot of growing and developing yourself to find that worth. You know, and I'm I'm learning now, like I'm reading this book that's teaching me how to think and begin with the end in mind and to write my own funeral eulogy. And what I would really want those people speaking at my funeral to say, what would I want them to say about me? How would I have wanted to impact their lives or how would I want to make them feel? And what would that actually look like? And those values, those beliefs, 
those actions are the worth that I'm achieving and striving for. Nothing else that I could measure myself up to. Oh, I have the newest pair of pants on, the newest J's, or things that a lot of other people tend to value themselves on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this uh, quote by, uh, I think it's Helen Keller. Uh, and I believe that she was a young lady who couldn't see. And she had said that the poorest person in the world is a person without vision. Mm-hmm. And she didn't mean your eyesight, but she meant actually a vision in what your future looks like and what it is that you want to become and even something even greater. Um, I think there's these uh, four cardinal principles that I uh, stand on. Um, basically, you can remember it like Miss Pugh. This is manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. And manhood is, you know, the first is standing on your number one. Like, what does that mean to you? Are you uh, a man of character? Do you guard your integrity? Uh, do you have those values? that you want to be a gentleman, that you don't want to be something less than uh, what you really stand for. And then the scholarship, are you pursuing not just higher education, but are you pursuing um, learning to to actually to to gain wisdom, not just in academics, but in life, where you can learn those lessons and perseverance is just not quitting. And then the uplift is uplifting the community in the sense that it goes beyond you. Even some of the lessons that you go through aren't meant for you, but they're meant for other people so that you can have a testimony to be able to share that with your fellow brother or sister um, in their time of need. And you can be able to identify, relate with them and go beyond what you think. So the value just continues to perpetuate and in your vision for yourself and something that's greater. Interesting. Very interesting. I was writing some of that stuff down, Dr. Michael Houston. So thank you for those uh, tips. Um, Shamar and Nicholas, what what are some ways that you guys are discovering your worth? And uh, what would you say to the people that are your age in helping them find their worth? Probably, uh, I, I wouldn't say through awards, but accomplishments. Kind of like I can tell in the background of Michael Houston's picture, he has a lot of medals and um, certificates and things like that. And I wouldn't say that defines your worth, but it defines your accomplishments and what you've done. And that your accomplishments is part of your worth. Because if if you're a star student, you get principal's list, you get honorable, that's what you're worth. You get good grades, you're a star student, that's part of your worth. And I think that that really that I wouldn't say that elevates your worth, but it, it puts you in it puts you at a good place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. I like how you made the point of uh, how it doesn't elevate your worth, you know, because there's some people who uh, at times maybe could be going through some difficulties and maybe not putting forth their best effort or don't have the opportunities to uh, choose to create their worth and put more effort into whatever it is that they're basing their worth on. Um, so I like that. I like that point, Shamar. Um, yeah. Nicholas, go ahead. Go ahead, Shamar. I, I just said I, I wanted to touch on that. 
I was on a I was on a story for I think I believe it was uh, Channel Three, but before before I went on and I was talking about my grades and how they had improved during COVID, a younger well she might have been older, but I know an African American girl said that her grades had dropped due to due to COVID. And she was doing well before COVID had started. And I think she wasn't, she was basing her worth on her grades. And basically when her grades dropped, she felt like there mm -hmm. felt like her worth had her worth had downsized or decreased. And I think nobody should ever think that about themselves because your worth is gonna be whatever you whatever you amount yourself to. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. It brings me to this point of thinking like everyone is worthy of love, you know, and in my experience, I've encountered or I've come into encounters with people who don't feel worthy of love, loving themselves or being loved from the outside world, you know, and then they try to find their worth in other ways or in some unhealthy habits. But uh, would you all agree maybe that everyone is worthy of love? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like but the love know. comes from within, though, too. You gotta mm. love yourself. You know, and and you know the the truth of the matter too is, a lot of people aren't afforded the opportunities that many others do have, and so you have to find find your way, uh, despite the barriers, despite uh, what you weren't given, what you weren't provided for and create, create within yourself a means of trying to make it happen. You know, obviously not by force or not trying to do something illegal, but 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 being creative to allow your vision to, to be manifested. And if that, if that includes love, you know, loving yourself, the best way that you can love somebody else is by working on yourself. Everybody has baggage, everybody. Everybody has baggage, and it's not your partner's responsibility to fix your baggage if and or when you do get a partner. You would want to invest in yourself so that your baggage um, doesn't fall over into them. So that's an investment in your self-worth and, and trying to be better. Again, nobody's perfect. We all come with some baggage, but we're working on it, you know, and it's constant, it's day to day, then you can get through and and actually uh, find yourself um, uh, feeling even better, having a sense of higher self, self-worth, what you are going to take, like I said before, and what you're not going to take. Because there's just something that you're not going to um, deal with once you start to see the value in yourself. If you... Fellas, if you guys see yourselves as, let's say, as kings, mm. you know, how does a king act? What does a king have to do to reign in his kingdom? Um, how does he manage and govern all of the different affairs? Do, do you see yourself as that or do you see yourself as one of the servants that's trying to uh, um, uh, work for the king? So, it's, you know, it's also a matter of perspective. I like the that king analogy. Uh, we're all kind of kings of ourselves, and we should all think of ourselves that way. 
because when you're when you're the king of something you're responsible and you're responsible for yourself you have to take care of yourself and make sure that you're making responsible decisions and when you know your worth you and you start treating yourself like a king then you make better decisions and you're able to move forward in life yeah i really like that and uh this underlying theme that i'm hearing from dr michael houston and nicholas uh with your responses are as the choices that we're making the act to choose to create our worth based on our character and our responsibility as a man to ourself, to our family, to our friends, to our community. All of that is worth. That is what contributes to you being worthy. And uh, I really, really appreciate your guys' insight because I'm learning so much from you all right now. And you know what are what else are some other thoughts uh, that we can uh, give our viewers at home about finding their worth? Because I remember a time in my life where I felt worthless, and it was when I was 15 and in foster care with my siblings uh, due to domestic violence in my household, and I literally felt like I was nothing or worthy of nothing, especially love, which is why I brought that up. Uh, earlier. But if there's someone in that position now or something similar to that position, what would we say to them? And how would we bring them to realize that they are worthy? In your own word, nobody else does. Say it again. I apologize. Oh, I said you determine your own worth. Nobody else does. Right. I I agree with that, but I think it's hard to find your worth. Like I'm still finding my worth. Mm. I'm still growing, maturing. And I think finding your worth really has to do with like understanding yourself. I don't know, it's it's hard to explain, but I don't know. You just have to understand what you want to be and where you want to go. And then you'll think yourself, you'll think of yourself as somebody who deserves to be there. Right. You guys give us some good points. You know, um, there is a scripture that, that says, uh, when I was a child, I thought as a child, then when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. And so, you know, when do you realize that you're becoming a man? And, and I like what Nicholas was saying is that, you know, you're still developing um, to understand your worth and your true self. And, you know, one of the things is, is it money that, that you want? Is it relationships that you want, like relationships with your friends, relationship with your family, um, relationships? Um, just with coworkers and so on and so forth, classmates, are those relationships more valuable than money? Yeah, I guess. You guess? 
<laughs> I mean, money is pretty important. Like, it's a major factor in life, but I feel like relationships might supersede that. I don't know. It, it, it's opinionated. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of feel that you, m- money and relationships, all that doesn't really matter because you you can walk you can go to up to some homeless people and they're literally just happy to have a conversation with you and you could tell they know what they're worth they know that even though they're homeless even though that they don't have a roof over their head they they're still happy they still have joy in their eyes yeah, so the, i guess so the, so the thing that i would ask is what makes them happy Mm-hmm. They they identify with who they are. They're comfortable with who they are. I call it being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I I would say they're. It's like you said. They're happy to be in their own skin. They're happy to be alive. They're happy to wake up another day. Right. Which comes back to the point that what you have isn't your worth. It's how you feel inside about yourself, about your life, and the way you make others feel. So if I'm bringing worth to all of you, that's bringing worth right back to myself or the world around me. And w- when I felt worthless in my life, that was, a, that was a tough time, but I didn't start feeling worthy until I started going to school and achieving despite all the adversity I had been through. Because that was my choice, and I chose that. I chose that as a man to develop my character. My family needs me to be the best example I can be for them. So the way I, the best way I could do that is to go to school and get my education. And then I started to realize that that brought worth to my brothers. It brought worth to my sister, and it brought worth to my mother. And that's what's most important. You know, that is all important uh, to me. And many, many of us is building assets around you. What what do you bring to the table? You know, in a relationship, in a youth chat, in a classroom, in a work setting, um, you know, to yourself. Where, where, where do you measure that up? And it's directly back to not what we have, but what we choose and what we choose to act on as a man. Would you all agree? Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Nice. Any other thoughts? Last minute thoughts, insights, questions that we want to give to our viewers at home or to tell our friends or family about finding their worth? No, there was this quote by Booker T. Washington. I'll just jump in real quick. And it goes, uh, uh, success is not to be measured by what one has but by the obstacles which one has overcome. I love that. You become what you overcome. You go through, you overcome adversity, you start to become adverse in adversity. You know, you built stronger after you survive and overcome those circumstances in your life. I really like that, Dr. Houston. Shamar, Nicholas, any last minute thoughts, questions? You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's that mm-hmm. adversity. 
you know, when you overcome something, you you realize that you can do it, you know, you feel that sense of accomplishment and that adds to your work and those victories matter. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess last minute thought is, it's like I said, your worth is what you make it. If you sit there and say, well, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not worth it. I'm not going to go to the college of my choice. I'm not even, I'm going to drop out of high school. I'm not worth the teacher's time. Then you're, you're not because you're telling yourself that. If you tell yourself, I'm going to be the best student in class. I'm going to get the best grades in class. You're going to do that. And that's, that's what you're worth because you're telling yourself that you're worth that. You're worth the teacher's time. You're worth, you're, you're worth, it's like I said, you're worth whatever you tell yourself you're worth. Right on. Back to you being in control, you choosing your worth, you choosing to act in a manner that you can admire, but not just you, but everyone around you. So we're building assets up around us as we define our worth throughout this life's journey. I want to thank you, gentlemen, for joining us on this incredible discussion. Thank you for all your insight. Thank you for all your courage. And I especially want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of the BB-Dub Youth Chat Series. And if you want to visit and see more Brother Be Well content, please visit our website at mentalhealthca.org. As always, I'm your host, Justin Martinez. Until next time, remember, brother, be well. This has been the Brother Be Well podcast. I'm Leon Guidry. Shout out to our sponsors, Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. And don't forget our goals, to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. If you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at BrotherBeWell or email info at BrotherBeWell.com. Click the subscribe button right now and plan to join us next time. Until then, be well, brothers. Brothers.